control, we have landed on the planet. It's been a long time, we should have never left us granted. But we standing on the front line, prime for the sequel. Part two will rock you, the voice of the people. We had to take it back, shake it up and rearrange it. The industry's evolving, now we rolling with the changes. Black Bobby Mac, Josh, Brian, and Mary. Got to take over the planet, make some noise if you hear me. Come on! Hey, everybody. You know who it is. Welcome back. Planet Platypus Show. And, uh... It's your boy. It's your boy. Chicken <laughs> Chick- Josh Fiore. Hey, and I'm DJ Platypus. Yeah. <laughs> and we are Bobby Mackless again, man. Yeah, man. No Bobby Mack today. Oh, man. First we were Platless, and now we're Bobby Mackless. Yeah. But, uh, but he's okay. He's just uh, got some shit to do today. It's 33.3% talent missing out of this room, which is scary. Yeah, he fills the room. He really does. He does. It's intimidating when he's not here. You know? <laughs> it is. It is. It's just me and you. He carries us. Like you know what he does a lot. I notice if you listen back to the shows, uh, like he'll just laugh. Yeah, he's Jackie Martling. Yeah, <laughs> he's Jackie the Joke Man. He was like ah, like he's like laughing and just it fills in those fills awkward those, yep. silences where yeah, like, he's you know, a pro man. Yeah, he's great, and it he's, sounds like such a natural like hearty chuckle too. Yeah, he's great at what he does. Man. He really is. Yeah. He's so talented. That butter smooth voice. He's man. always been that way too since the day I met him. Yeah. You know, with talent wise, it's just, it's there. You know, and some people just have it and some people have to work really hard at it, like me. You know, like he's born with this gift. You're born with a gift. I, I have to work really freaking hard. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. You know, it's just, he's got those golden pipes, man. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about just, uh, just before we started the show. How uh, we we co-hosted a, an event in New Orleans together, and just you know, hearing his voice, I thought it was like a recording, like yeah. a professional recording that the venue had done. It was sure. Nope, that was just Bobby over there in the corner. You should have him play. He did a bunch of Dodge commercials. You should have him play one of those for you. They're they're sick. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like remember when they found the man with the golden voice, that homeless dude. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's like that good. Like it's just it's so like his voice is just so rich. And then that guy turned out to be a mess. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, he was a mess initially. Like, <laughs> I mean, no, but turned they, out to be you know, they mess. offered him jobs. You got a lot of opportunities from that. Sure. And he, and he blew it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people just can't handle the, you know, yeah. some people just can't check all the boxes. Yeah. It, it, that is a, 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 that's probably the biggest thing about our, our industry, which is that, you know, uh, there's your like one percenters, which are like your really talented people that are creative and they get things done and this and that. And then you have your workers, the the, the people that are the soldiers that, you know, the, they get the orders and they can execute the plan. And right. then there's a sea of like people that just, I, I don't know. They're, I don't even know what to call them. Yeah. Anymore. They're just there. Yeah. And they're, they're a nuisance. They're like, they're, they're, to me, they're like trolls on the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like somebody will post something nice and, and you'll get five or six comments going in the thread and some asshole just drop. Oh, off. there's always that one negative yeah. person. That's and we have like say. 50 million negative people on the end of that spectrum. Right. It's like, there's a, there's this real beautiful spot of our industry uh, filled with people that are just driven and passionate and, and, and like, 
they see the big picture. They right. see past. The rest of the world looks at us as like the seedy little piece of society that nobody wants anything to do with. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's, it's yeah. hard to. I think it's it's a little bit more mainstream now than it than it was years ago. Yeah, but, but we're still miles. But but I see what you're saying yeah. though. There is there is that group of people that are passionate about the business. Yeah, and and they gather once a year, don't we? Yeah, we do at the expo. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, it's funny you said that because um, yesterday I had literally like a two hour conversation with Dave Manick. We haven't talked in so long I, with Super Bowl and everything going on in my life. Um, we just haven't had the opportunity to talk. And yesterday we went like through all of Expo, like what's going on, what we're doing, who's doing what, you know, this and that. Threw down a couple really cool ideas. I'm waiting for approval on one of them. Cool. Um, but this is going to be a ridiculously cool expo this year. Yeah. Like, I'm super stoked. Yeah, yeah. What do you got going on this year? Let's, well, uh, you know, from what can I we, can... Can we get spoilers? Yeah, I, can I can tell you a few spoilers, <laughs> I guess. I mean, there will be a full layout in next month's uh, ED Publications okay. magazine. What are some but, of the um, ideas you're coming up with to make this year a little bit different? Well, I, I mean, uh, Sunday night we'd do the panda party, you know, we with panda. Yeah. So, um that looks like we're going to do like a cool game show night, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah? Yeah. Are okay. you smarter than a panda? Stripper yeah, Jeopardy, yeah, yeah. you know. Awesome. Feature Family Feud, you know, like just oh, cool can you imagine that? interactive stuff we can do on stage that's like fun, you know. And it's n nothing against the feature shows because I know that people go there to book features or looking for, I, I get it, but the features are going to have plenty of time throughout the week to get attention, to get you know, scene, uh, because we're running the main stage this year at Expo, Planet Platypus. Yeah, yeah, we've got some big things planned. Um, soundstage, is, uh, soundstage is doing the uh, sponsorship. They're actually putting the stage and everything together, but we're actually running all the events for the two days that, you know, the convention rolls. And um, we're going to have some, I don't want to give it away yet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's going to it's, be. I mean, it's only February. It's going to be something awesome that, Every feature is going to want to be involved in. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. Cool. So the features are going to have a ton of opportunity. So Sunday night they're doing you know the panda party. Uh, Monday is you know the convention. Like I said, we're running the stage. It's business as usual. Uh, they're doing some really cool stuff this year with the features with the club owners. They're actually doing a cocktail party that the features and the owners are going to have an opportunity. Well, not the owners, but the people who book features in the right. clubs. Yeah. They're invited to a little cocktail hour, a little mixer. Okay. So uh, we talked about how we're going to execute that. And I think the features and the people that book features are really going to benefit from this event. Um, something cool, something intimate that I'm glad ED has embraced. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, it's good for everybody. It's a win-win. I would love to go in there like in some kind of a disguise as like a sleazy strip club promoter. <laughs> like, you know, like with a hidden camera glasses or something yeah, like yeah, that and yeah. just film something for the site. of <laughs> like just saying wildly inappropriate things <laughs> to, to these come features here, to see how far they'll go to get Slap a booking. Slap on the ass. <laughs> yes. Come here. Come over here. Hey, uh, toots. <laughs> Sit on my lap. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe we'll do something like that. <laughs> Monday night, you know, we're doing the... Um, opening night party like we always do the awards and and some different events but we're not doing it in a club this year okay what's going on we're not doing it indoors at all this year really they're actually doing a sunset pool party which is very cool yeah that um, is cool. the pool parties are tough because of how hot it is in the desert in august yeah well if you remember a couple of years ago jimmy was out there with his equipment was like melting, melting. away yeah, in the yeah, sun yeah. yeah so um they haven't they had this rare opportunity to get the pool at sunset so nice. from i think it's going to be from like seven to ten 
So, like, you know, it's going to be hot, but at the same time, it's the pool is going to be accessible. So, like, right. it's a pool party at night, which is going to be really cool. And where is this? Which pool? At, at the Planet Hollywood pool. Oh, cool. That's a nice pool. Yeah, so they'll yeah, have yeah. all the cabanas going. We'll have a good DJ. I'm, I'm you know, trying to find a... I know you got something. I got mind. something up my sleeve. The wheels are turning. Yeah, they're turning big time. Yeah. But that, that opening night party is going to be something else. And they're adding a couple awards this year. It's just, I don't want to give away too much because uh, it's really not my place to. That's, yeah. you know, Dave and Don's, you know, yeah. thing. But, you know, you get a, you get the behind the scenes yeah, peek. I, so, you know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm giving spoilers here. We're, we're leaking a little. A little yeah, we got we got spoilers going on. But um, so, so the Monday night party is going to be just, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then, um. You know, Tuesday is the convention again, um, and it's uh, the award show this year. And I'm going to make an official announcement okay. right here, right now. Do it. Our very own Bobby Mack. I'm, what do they say? You pass the baton when yeah, you get to a certain the, yeah. point in your career? Yeah. Well, I have actually told ED Publications that I am passing the baton, and Bobby Mack will now officially be the new voice of God at the... Awards show hey, in Las Vegas, Bobby. Nevada. So Big news. It, it, it's it's uh, it's bittersweet for me because it's one of the most favorite things that I do throughout the course of the year. I really look forward to it because you're not really DJing in a club. It's 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 my version of a crossover, if right. you will. Yeah, you know. So I really enjoy that. I really look forward to that. And uh, you know, but I know Bobby's just tailor made for it. And he sat with me last year and watched me do the entire show and. He kind of shadowed me through the entire process, so he knows, you know, he, he's got it. He's a pro. He's going to do fantastic. It's going to be the best. Yeah, yeah he's he's going to make me look stupid. But, you <laughs> well, know. Like we said, he's got those golden pipes, yeah, man. man, so but, he's going to get out there. But and... deservedly so, and it's his time. So, yeah, um, I'm, you know, stepping away, and uh, it was funny the way that conversation went down because Dave Manick knows how, you know, passionate I am about that. He knows how much I love doing that. And he's like, uh, I brought it up to him, like, you know, I think it's time I step aside and let some other people do some things. And everybody's heard me DJ for millions of years. It's not, you know, it's not like, right. I'd rather be behind the scenes helping and getting content for the websites and doing what we do. Anyway. You're going to be floating down the lazy river. <sighs> no, <laughs> I highly doubt that. Sipping a pina colada. <laughs> I don't think I'm capable of doing that, Josh. You know, I, don't I just know, don't man. think that's, you know. So, um, so anyway, I, I pitched Bobby doing that and, uh, he's like, well, of course we love Bobby. That's not even a question of that. It's just a question of, are you comfortable with that? I'm like, of course, you know, so, um, so it's cool. I wish Bobby was here so I could tell him in person, but I know when he listens to the show, he's going to get excited. So yeah. congratulations, Bobby Mack, the yeah. new, uh, voice of the award show yeah, Mr. for voice himself. 2020. I mean, I, you know, I, I had the last decade, maybe Bobby will take the next one and, and, and do us all proud. Yeah. Here man. Planet Platypus show. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so that's Tuesday and then Wednesday they're doing a cosplay party. Okay, now that could be fun. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's the same venue as the um, pajama party last year, but uh, Dave's got a couple tricks up his sleeve this year as far as the cosplay thing. I think it's a really good idea. I think girls, the girls more than the guys are really going to get into the embrace. I don't them. know, man. You know, you'd think so, but we got a lot of guys in this industry, especially like on the DJ spectrum, that I think would be really into getting into uh, cosplay sure. type stuff, you know? Absolutely. Putting on wacky outfits. Because, I mean, like, how many of us do that anyways? Like, at the club when there's yeah. something going. I know, like, when I, you know, St. Patrick's Day, I got some ridiculous get-up on. I, you know, 
So, so I'm always eager to look like a huge asshole. So I cannot <laughs> wait for the cosplay party because, uh, because I, I got a couple ideas in mind of what I'm going to dress up. Really? Yeah. Already? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, that's, but that's but, cool. I, but but the but the wheels are turning on this end. Too. What about you? You gonna you gonna take part in this? Um, I don't know. You gotta. I, we'll see. It depends. Bringing a costume, a big cosplay costume to Vegas is not easy. Yeah, but depending on what you decide to do, it doesn't have to be too much. Yeah. It could just be, you know, an outfit. I, I would love to see Ryan McDermott and his kid as Jay and Silent Bob. That would be amazing. If they could just pull that off for me, I mean, all they need is like a trench coat. That's that it. would be the photo <laughs> op of the... You know, of the whole expo right there. That would yeah. be it. Yeah. I yeah. would definitely love to so, see that. So if the McDermott's are listening, that there you go. You have an official job for Expo, you gotta be Jay and Silent Bob. There's gonna be a lot of costumes at Expo anyway, and I'll just leave the teaser at that because okay. of what we're doing at the main stage, which we'll announce at a later date. Okay. But it's going to be amazing. All right. It really is. I, I mean, know. we're gonna have uh we're gonna have a lot going on at that main stage this year. And then of course religion tequila is gonna be right there with us every step of the way. And uh, are we going to have like an IV drip of religion tequila probably. just flowing through our We're veins at all it. times? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes, I cannot wait. I, I was thinking about just hiring people just to f- walk around with us with trays of you know shots. And yeah, now if I remember last year, the religion booth they had a couple of girls, uh, the religion tequila girls that yeah. were out there with samples and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm trying to fi- I'm trying to hire the Las Vegas Raider cheerleaders, but uh, it's, it's it's not as easy as you think. Yeah, no, I would imagine that's probably. Yeah, you know, they, they, they're going to want more than tequila. Yeah, <laughs> it's shocking, isn't it? Yeah, you got to love religion. I cannot wait to just completely exploit our our partner at, at Expo this year. Yes, you know, we've been doing this for so long. And to be able to like walk in there with a, like just this legit sponsor who's we, we have a purpose this year to really get something done. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's ready with his distribution. We're ready to like hook them up with people and watch the magic happen because that that's that's what it's all about. I mean, they're giving us money to promote them. We have to literally promote them, and we have this <laughs> unbelievable venue to do right. so. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's perfect. The podcast is one thing, but actually being able to like go up to people and be like, "Hey, man, this is Jesse. He's a good dude." Sit down. I love bringing people together. Yeah, I you just do. That it. is one thing about you that I, that I noticed a long time ago. Yeah, is that you 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 always are the the guy making those connections for people. Because I I just I could see it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like I I met I met you and and Brian and I just immediately knew like there was a connection there. And then like I can put you with certain people, and then there's certain people I can't put you with. Like right. you know I like I like I just wouldn't see you working well with. Certain DJs, you yeah, know, because right. they just drive you nuts. And <laughs> but I can see them working and doing good things with other DJs. You right. know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, it's something you. else. Yeah. But a long time ago, I, I got to meet a guy named Edwin, uh, DJ Phenom, who's a legend in the uh, nightclub business. He's the <clears throat> brains and and brawn behind DJ City, and uh, he's also. Um, He's worked with Pitbull, and he works with Sirius XM Radio on the Pitbull Globalization Channel. Um, this guy is a legendary DJ in his own right, and he knows freaking everybody. Right. When I say everybody, like, he knows everybody. So I thought it would be interesting to, you know, get him on the phone today and, uh, you know, uh, let's give him a holler and see if he's 
out of his elevator yet. I think he just got to work, so I'm going to try and hit him up and, and see what's going on in the world of, uh, of Phenom. DJ City, huh? DJ City, yeah, man. They're they're doing a lot of things right now, man. I mean, they, they just upgraded the website. They've they've got all this, like, cool, cool stuff going on. They've I think they made some kind of partnership with uh, – oh, there we go. Let's – Let's get rid of that real quick. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll stall for yeah, a minute. That's right. I'm sure if he calls me back. I think I'm he's ready. in an elevator because he t- just texted me saying he was getting in an elevator. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, it, it's just, it's amazing to me how much Latin music that's been coming out of DJ City lately. Like, yeah. It's it's really, um, you know, things go in cycles, you know, and I noticed yeah. uh, that reggaeton is just coming back in a big way right now. Oh, it's here to stay. Yeah. It ain't going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, freaking. Well, you remember back, I want to say like around 2005 era, reggaeton was like blowing up and like it was finally like kind of commercial now and like every artist, every hit song had that reggaeton remix. Right. And after our hit rendition of K. Calor. Yes. Um, the, uh, what was that, two weeks ago? That was, you know, that was Big time. Oh, I uh, I had a little run-in with our friend uh, Alaska Galore. She uh, stopped by my club a couple weeks ago, and uh, and and we, we were talking about that. And uh, we thought it'd be funny if we did a song for her called Hey Galore. Hey Galore. Yeah. Hey Galore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He, said, he just texted me, so you can try to hit him up again. But um, okay. he's just, you know, he's he, and that's one of those things where you said, I'm good at putting people together and this and that. Uh, I actually met Edwin through um, my Pitbull connection. You know, Pit came into the club. Oh, no and, way. You know, Edwin was working, you know, directly with him. And uh, he's like, call this dude and, and, you know, pitch him this idea. And then Edwin and I just became really good friends. And he's he's good friends with Danny West, who's a friend of mine. So it's just kind of something that evolved into a, a really cool uh, friendship. Edwin. What's up, buddy? Phenom, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, DJ Phenom on the phone. How's hey, it going? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going? What's up, man? How's it going? I was just doing a, a preamble to uh, how you know we know each other and 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 sure. you know that you're with DJ City and and uh, the Globalization Channel on Sirius XM, and we were just yeah. we were just talking about. I'm curious, did you make some kind of a deal with the Latin community because? DJ City's been real reggaeton heavy the last like three months, and there's a lot of different edits and remixes, but more reggaeton than any of the other competitors. So I just wondered um, if, if you guys had some kind of deal worked out, or thank you for that. By yeah, way. it's it's interesting because uh, well, first of all, thanks for letting me chat with you guys. Oh, Appreciate love having you. And then, um, yeah, when it comes to the DJ City Latino, it's something that I've been wanting to evolve and grow for many, many years. Uh, see, I'm in LA and but I'm actually from Latin America, but I was raised in LA. So I'm bilingual and here it's like a multicultural melting pot of people. So we learned to play everything from when I grew up with like Tupac and Biggie to like, you know, um, Big Daddy Kane to eventually got into the pop music, the dance music, classic house. But also behind the scenes in the LA culture, we had a lot of Latinos. So we played Mexican music, to reggaeton, which was huge in the 90s, to Sadia Cruz from Miami and Chicago House. And so as I was working with the team to build the DJ City brand around the world, we started in LA. It jumped over to like New York and, and Miami and, and Texas. Then it jumped over to, uh, when I say jumped over, as in the marketing, the regional right. reps that we hired, the, the music that we started curating, went to the UK. 
I even ran, I ran into some people and DJs that worked at like BBC Radio and played like dubstep and a like, classic um, UK house and funky. And that got my ear to, you know, we're not just LA as far as when the way we DJ and music culture, there's a lot of things out there that we need to tap into. So then I hired my, my UK rep who kind of spread it across Europe. And then we jumped into um, Japan and DJC Japan became our third uh, largest territory that we've worked with. And then eventually Germany. And most recently, as uh, we've evolved, I started to focus on Colombia oh, and wow. Mexico and Spain. So I started to really find talent and highlight producers and editors and breaking artists in those regions. And it just happened to time that the timing worked out with Latin culture kind of blowing up around the world with the Balvins and the Bunnies and, yeah, and Nicky so Jam, huge, things like yeah. that. So, yeah, it is big. So that was kind of like, it's just good timing. And our, our, our goal is always to be ahead of the curve when it comes to how music gets distributed. And it just happens to be that Latin music is really strong at the moment. You know, that's probably why you see a lot more Latin music on DJ yeah. City. Phenom, what's the end game with DJ City? Like, I, I, I to, to give our, our listeners a, a, an example, DJ City is a site that DJs go to. It's 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 literally a, a toolbox for us to do our mm-hmm. job. From any, it's every genre of music. Um, they have in-house um, producers who put together remixes of a lot of these current songs, and it just gives you a different spin. Everyone's playing the same pop version that you can download off iTunes, but what this is, it's it's a record pool of that plus many more flavors on, right. on, on and different takes on each song. Remixes, transitions. And, and is, is strip club DJs or nightclub DJs or radio DJs, DJs around the world of every capacity, use this website mm-hmm. as a major tool to get sure. everything from transitions to um, just new music to keeping, you know, uh, DJ City saved my life on so many platforms. Same. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. So, so, so that's what you guys are. Um, you do yeah. have some competitors um, that sure, do sure. things that are similar. There's record pools out there, and DJs have a lot of different preferences. But yep. the one thing I love most about DJ City, Josh, is that what they do different than everybody else is there's this cool factor involved. Like, we, I've pitched so many cornball ideas at Phenom over the years, and and his partners, and I, I've been in the building. I've met everybody. I, I've, I've seen the organization work. And I've really tried to, you know me, I like to get my mitts and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but there's this, there's this one constant that comes back to me with them. It's just got to be this kind of cool, organic thing with them. Right. And that vibe yeah. has really worked over the years. And it's gotten Phenom to um, li- develop a stable or a network, if you will, of global DJs. He's globalized a, a network of DJs that are talented beyond belief. So my question is, what is the end game with DJ city? Like what's the big picture, you know, 10 years down the road when we're ready to retire on our yachts with, Pit, <laughs> with Pitbull? What's, 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 what's the end game? Well, well, first of all, thanks for all that great feedback. I appreciate it. And, um, secondly, I kind of give you a little more backstory on DJ city. DJ city started in LA, which is a city that's surrounded by freeways. And the way it worked was when I was younger, I needed to go buy records like most of you guys. And I had to I make a couple hundred bucks on the weekend and I go to the record store and I spend a couple hundred bucks and I'd only come back home after the gig was like pennies. So the math wasn't kind of working right every week and I couldn't really sustain myself. And I went one day to a record store and in that record store was the actual warehouse where DJ city was at. Like I was not 
in the beginning with DJ City. I came in about four or five years later. Okay. The beginning, uh, my, my the founder, Quickie Brian, he and his original partners basically started it in a bedroom. And they, they what they had witnessed was like the same issue where we would drive around, go to like three or four record stores, spend a bunch of money there, drive and sit in traffic for hours and then try to get to our gig. And so they developed just a website where you could preview the record. They would buy them on wholesale, sell them on retail. That was the basic concept. And the in the tri- the difference was instead of going to the store, like all of us were, we would ship them. So that kind of developed the network and the newsletter and the preview and why people started subscribing on to the newsletter and just following the kind of like the store. But later, what ended up happening is uh, right around the time I was getting around and and I had already had a couple of years under my belt doing like house parties and club sets with records uh, and was going to the store. I ran into them and I was before DJ city, I was working at a, a law firm doing like accounts payable. I thought I did before. And then after that I did like um, just admin work at like health net and very just boring admin jobs, but I would always DJ at night. Like that was like right. something that fueled my creativity. And so one day I just rolled the dice and I was like, I'm going to quit the day jobs, save a couple of bucks and see if I can DJ full-time and pay my rent, right? So as I was doing that, it gave me more time to go to the record store and meet people, and I met the guys that in L.A. had um, started using DJ City or building DJ City. But it was literally just like a, like a mini, mini micro version of an Amazon. You would see a record online, you hear the preview, it got shipped around the planet. What changed was, because I was in my early 20s with the guys I was like in my circle of the scene, is we all got Serato boxes. And then we were like, oh, snap we need to find digital versions of what we need because these records are no longer being either serviced or, or, or they're, they're kind of phasing out. So you had to create so a we database like, basically. So of your what library. I ended up doing, yeah. What, what I ended up doing is like, look guys, I, I want to work with you guys and try to like just sustain myself by working with you guys and growing something. Um, and they were like, well, you seem to be pretty good at networking. Why don't you see if you can get us CDs from the labels and try to like, help us get the content we need instrumentals and whatnot to get them on the site. And we'll figure out how to make intro edits and transitions and how we use the tools. So that became my job to be the guy that was out there going to the labels weekly, to the Def Champs and Interscope, Universal's and Sony's and be like, Hey, um, we're building something. And at the time, the record reps that I would talk to were not aware of what the DJ culture was doing. So they were like, you can take any shoot you want, do whatever you want. As long as the music is played, we don't care. So very raw, very kind of like, initial stages of DJ City. And the other part of that, because I used to go to the record store, I would, you know, in LA, we were kind of spoiled because we had like the Power 106s, we had the Kiss FMs, we had the Beat Junkies, you know, we had the Scratch Pickles, we had incredible, incredible talent just floating around LA. So when I would go to the record store, I'd run into these people and they would do little showcases and the rest of us would soak up those skills and that kind of leaked over to like a Vegas and they started spreading around the open format, like turn, like scratching DJ that could rock a club. And we started to now populate the site with songs that worked for those sets. You know, I think if I was, if DJ City was like in a different state or a country, it might not have sounded and worked the way it does here in LA. But long story short is when DJ City started to grow, I realized that, that there was a lot of kind of like conflict in the DJ community. People were fighting for gigs. People were kind of undercutting each other and blah, 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 blah. Um, We decided to create the other side of DJ City, where it's not just the the store for music, but also the blog, the news page, the the Mickey D show, the 
the bedroom sessions, something that gave the small DJ an outlet, and that created that community feel. And then we did the link-ups, which really took off, and we started to spread those around the planet. So the whole goal was like, well, if we can't get into these cool clubs or these cool uh, record pools or these cool radio stations, then we'll just make our own. Like, that's always been our mantra to just kind of, like, figure it out. And if you think about when this was, I mean, this was an innovative idea. And the fact that they went from going, like, pre-social media, pre, like, internet was still a baby at this time, I'm assuming. So, I mean, like, just to even just just to come up with this pre-social media, I mean, this was a really innovative thing that these guys did early on. Early on, they saw where it was going. Yeah, it was fun. So so what ended up happening is it spread. I think we just had, like, a really long head start where nobody was looking at the DJ community. And then when we started to kind of jump around the planet and do these link-ups and kind of highlight local producers and editors and try to figure out the puzzle locally. And these artists were like, we want to be broken in LA. We want to work with these people. How can we build? That was the constant machine that we were building. It's the community behind the scenes. And eventually everybody else kind of caught up. Like they were like, Oh snap, this, this is something that's working worldwide. And so to answer your story, the future of DJ city is now the DJ streaming world is the, is the wave of the future. The, so when we, uh, when Beatport, our new business partner that we did to create BeatSource, started approaching different teams to be like, who can we work with that can help us grow uh, this BeatSource idea? Basically, DJ streaming. Because what they had done is they had purchased the Pulse Soccer technology that used to exist like a decade ago. And that basically gave you the ability to cache your music. At the moment, if you DJ stream from like, uh, I don't know, things like Tidal or SoundCloud and others, you have to stay connected. Right. With our technology, you won't have to. It's kind of like being on a plane and you wanted to watch Netflix, so you downloaded your movies before and you don't need the internet. It's going to be the same thing with BeatSource. Oh, so you cool. don't have to have that worry that it's going to drop live. The difference is, though, all the playlists, instead of being genres, they're DJ playlists. Like, yo, I need to make a corporate gig in London. I need to do a Latin party in Brazil. You know, I got to do something in the West Coast. I'm not really familiar. You need the so platypus strip club list. The platypus you know, strip club <laughs> list must be in Vitor's. Has to be there, no question. So we're starting by creating the playlist. And then we're going to start reaching out to our friends like you and the, the, our, just our friends that, are, are, you know, that know their world that can create amazing playlists for us. And what will be able to happen if I wanted to DJ a strip club and I literally have the BeatSource login in the new hardware that's coming out, I'll be able to just click on your name and be able to play your playlist. It's just that simple. And because it's in the streaming, like, DSP world, which is basically an official licensed uh, distribution of music, kind of like Spotify or an Apple or an Amazon, everything that gets streamed gets paid out, you know? And then, so once once the new world begins to accept, because you can't really it's like moving the Titanic. You can't in one snap think the entire DJ community is going to accept this. They got to try it. They got to get right. some levers in it, you know? Well, it's but like going from enough- cassettes to CDs, from CDs to MP3s. I mean, it was a, it took me forever just to convert because you get comfortable one way of doing things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. works like a charm. So the end goal will be that once the community accepts the DJ streaming world and they, they trust the beats for his brand, and whatnot that will eventually phase out DJ City. But we're not gonna get rid of DJ City. It's gonna change, and some, but the download store will go away. Um, it might become like a complex and just kind of keep the lifestyle culture world, you know, moving as DJ City. But the technology is gonna evolve 
and go even bigger with uh, DJ streaming, you know? Because right now, if you think about it, like, whenever you see, like, a, you know, when you started playing with music, you must have been in your teens, right? So those kids that buy DJ care now, they grew up streaming music with Spotify, YouTube, and things like that. They'd never download anything. Even now, when I get a customer service email from a random person, these kids are like, yo, I signed up because I care about the brand, but what do I do with this download? It doesn't work for me. All I do is stream. So when you start seeing, like, a bunch of them over and over come in like that, you go, this is a sign of things that change again. And historically, DJ culture usually is about 10 years behind because Spotify and Apple Music and everything else has been around for the regular consumer for a decade already, and they finally caught up. So do you that's think, the way with the uh, Phenom, do you think that the spontaneity of DJing will change as a result in the future? Like today I go to work, I have folders and folders. I, I have a catalog of music and yep. I'm, I'm, I'm in the room and I'm judging, I'm, I'm watching, I'm learning from my, my guests and I'm trying to provide a playlist that's going to accommodate all the genres in, in, in my room. You know what I mean? So yep. Yep. I'm, I might have a, I have an urban and Latin demographic pretty much every night so I can stick to pretty much one. But every once in a while, like Super Bowl weekend, I, I, I had uh, half the room was filled with guys from San Francisco that didn't understand, you know, what Meek Mill was saying. You know what I'm saying? And I had yeah, to switch. Yeah. I had to switch gears a little bit on the fly based yep. on what yep. you just yep. told me with the streaming in the future. Are the DJs of tomorrow going to have to be more in the studio producing these different playlists to, you know, take to work with them? Or will the concept still be the same where you just have this massive library with you on a, on a hard drive and you can be spontaneous during the shift? You know what I'm saying? The difference are like yeah, yeah. set up versus being so, just spontaneous. I mean, is it going to change? I, you'll be so just because you have the entire library in front of you, and I think people do already, like you can get a, an eight inch cord and plug in your phone and go to Spotify and play the entire music library. It doesn't mean you're a great DJ. Like you still Correct. have to have curation. You have to have good ear. Um, the difference too with DJ streaming, because it comes through a different set of kind of deliverables. At the moment, people just email MP3s around the world. If you're an artist, you, you put a record out, you send the MP3, you really don't know where it went. But when it gets sent through the official distribution outlets, everything's tracked. Everything has a code. Everything has like a hidden, uh, uh, there's a hidden code in the song that can track it when you shazam it and it leads back to the, the Spotify's or whatever. Um, that's why you won't be able to just automatically upload a remix to the streaming DJ world. So this is where we come in too. Not only do we have to, um, and again, this is a gargantuan task, but we're up for it with Beatport and Beatsource, develop the, the, the hardware partners that can read our playlist but also the licenses that allow people to upload edits and remixes will pretty much be the only team in the planet that can do that because we've already been in those conversations for the longest time. So, and the thing is the labels now as kind of like the older generation leaves and the younger generation that understands technology, they're more willing to work with us and, and, and figure out how to evolve with the DJ streaming concept, you know? So that's the goal that we have. So if you make an edit, you submit it to us, we go through the proper channels, it gets loaded, the rest of the planet can now play the pilot plus edit a million times. Right. The original artists can now get paid out. They can even cut a deal where you can get paid out depending on what you did to the edit. So those are the little things that are on the roadmap, but it's you know, it's a couple of years out before we finalize all those plans. Yeah. You know you know what drives me insane is is I feel like the strip club DJs are kind of the redheaded stepchilds of <laughs> 
I'm, I'm being, I mean, it's funny, but I'm being serious. Okay. Because, and I'll tell you why. Okay, so Edwin earlier in this conversation, I'm sorry, Phenom earlier in this conversation was saying, you know, about creating a relationship between the artist and the DJ. And, you know, that's a big part of who they are and his, his network. He's got very, very big friends in this business in the entertainment world. And, and there's a reason for that, you know, and, and people gravitate towards you. I mean, I, you've worked with Pitbull. You've, you've worked with the biggest names in the business, you know, and I've had a fun ride so far. Yeah. It's been an amazing, like you should sit down and write a book at some point just to document this so that one day your kids can really understand who you are. Um, but yeah, so, so I've been trying to piggyback what you're doing for years and you know this, we've had these conversations. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even with the podcast, I do everything I can when um, when an artist comes into the club to try and make that relationship, to try and build something, to try and you know express some of the concerns that we go through as as a strip club. Like three minute songs are an important thing for us because yeah. guys are purchasing a lap dance, so we're basically mm -hmm. renting out a space for three minutes, and there's a cash transaction going on there. Yeah, the, the artists aren't understanding that with these two and a half minute songs. So, mm -hmm. so I have a legitimate, you know, thing that I can add to the record label people, to the artists themselves, their management people. The problem being though, is because we're in the strip club world, because there's naked women involved, you know, mm -hmm. your PR people are like, we're the devil. Don't go anywhere near that platypus guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then you've got yeah. your management teams are very, very skeptical. I mean, even dealing with Pitbull, um, I wanted to get him on the podcast. He was super honest and, and nice about it. He's like, look, I love you. I want to do it. But I have contractual ob obligations with, you know, Sirius. And I, I just, you know, I, I read between the lines. It's basically like if you weren't connected to a strip club, it'd be a lot easier for me to do this interview because yeah. I have an image, you know, and I get that. Yeah. That's how you make yeah. your living. That's how these yeah. artists, you know, and, and it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. For guys sure. like us, because we're super ambitious and we want to be where you're at, you know, we sure, want to, sure. but, but it, the door gets slammed in our face all the time. So I always feel yeah. like we're the redheaded stepchildren, you know? Yeah, no, the way I see that and just based on experience, it was the same thing when we were trying to build our machine where everybody was slamming the door in our way. Like I literally remember vividly and these people are still around. It's funny. I would go be like, yo, I'm building this, I'm doing that. And they would literally say to my face, it'd be like, okay, cool. I'll help you, blah, 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 blah. And then I would never hear back for weeks. And oh, then yeah. I find through the grapevine that like that guy's like crazy. That's never going to work. And if he was just honest with me, I would have been like, okay, I can learn off that and I can find a different way. But just the people that don't want to believe in what you're building, you're, I, I look at it as just pushback. Yeah. You're either able to knock back that pushback and, and fight through it, or you kind of buckle down and, and, and you know, kind of fall back. So I, I've always, that's one of the things that I got lucky in where no matter what happened around any business that I was working in, if I got pushback, I just went around it. I figured out a different angle. I figured out what made us different in that group, which kind of ended up, it's funny that you mentioned that because it led to the running the globalization. That was a, that was a complete accident. Um, long story short is, is basically the DJs that I had kind of built as a network through DJ city were using these, uh, uh, DJ City when they were going on tour and one of them happened to be connected with Pitt and he was like yo there's this guy in LA and there's a team in LA that's that can help break club music you should work with him and then we he reached out they reached out we hung out we you know we clicked and then we just became buddies until one day like months later he was like hey I just cut this deal at Sirius and I need someone to help me kind of build it um 
why don't you see if you can work with us? And I had zero, 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 zero experience in the radio world. Right. All I knew was what I knew in the culture in LA of listening to LA radio, what I see on the, on the DJ city charts and what I see on the global charts. And I was like, well, I'm not going to say no to an amazing opportunity. Mm-mm. If I get it, as long as I can kind of create what I know, then I think it could be great. And it, all I know are DJs. And so when we started to build globalization, it was just all the music that I would play in these house parties, playing his music and what I played around it. And that became the playlist, you know, and he was brilliant in the sense that he, he saw that we were good at building things because he just opened the door to a bigger animal. And he's like, I'm gonna get out of the way and you guys run with it. And, and we take huge pride in, the fact has become one of the biggest stations on the platform and, and it's, I think it'll be five years this summer that we've been on. And again, I got that job kind of by accident That's so and I cool. thought I'd be fired five weeks later. So, but you know, it just goes like hard work pays off and, and, and the right people will come into your life. They can help open doors and, and, and you know, we can, we can keep building together, which is why when you call Pat, I always make sure I answer because I want to see what we can do to help them. Even if it's tough in the beginning, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you so much because, you know, you, you of all people, um, you're kind of one of my go-tos when I hit creative stumps, you know, like I'll, I'll call, I'll call Phenom just out of the blue sometimes and just be like, Hey man, I, I just want to run something by you, you know, because yeah, yeah. he has, it. he has such different eyes when it comes to it. You know right. what I mean? Because he's not in the strip club biz, you know? So it's like, and I get so frustrated at this shit because I'm, I'm tirelessly beating my head against the wall going, I know this will work. Why won't it work? Yeah. So, so yeah. He, I want to give our listeners an example of one of our personal calls, Phenom. So, sure. so I'm going to pitch you a quick idea. So okay. um, I have a venue space, you know, in Tootsie's, which is a huge club. And we have our sports yep. bar there. And yep. You know, every year, the strip club community, Panda, which is the Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association, Mm -hmm. they get Mm -hmm. together once a year and they do this event called Pandemonium. And, um, you know, we put together little educational panels, things about, you know, how to be a better MC, how to be, you know, uh, you know, better on mic skills, you know, music. We talk about, you know, different uh, programs that people are using. One one year I had virtual DJ come out and do a, a tutorial type thing. I mean, we, we try to educate during the day, and then at night we throw these crazy wild parties. Last year mm-hmm. we did Tootsies and Scarlets. And, you know, because it was a slow night, like a Monday night, I actually got DJs from all over the place to be able to go up in the DJ booth and DJ at Tootsies and Scarlet's and get a different feel. And it it really was rewarding in the sense that every single one of those guys got back to me and just said, man, that really helped me when I got back to my club. You know, I got in this gigantic room. I was able to MC. I was able to do this stuff. And so long story short, it got yeah. me to think in a phase two of this project. And phase two all my frustrations come to you because it's like I have a, I have a group of DJs who are very smart and articulate and they're very good on microphones. They're very good at hyping a crowd vocally. They're very good at, at, at doing different things and multitasking. You are coming from a world where music is key and these guys can mix and do transitions yeah. and things that we cannot do. These two groups can sincerely help each other. My guys yeah, sure. can help you hype a room. Your guys hype a room and, and learn MC ability and skills. And your guys can help us tirelessly and endlessly with, with those playlists and, and, and music yeah. and connecting. And, and, and that's what we're missing on as an industry. And I feel like 
the nightclub industry is missing on. I, I go to nightclubs and I hear these DJs playing tremendous music. The energy's off the chart. And then they pick up a microphone and repetitively say the same thing five times or yo, 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 all right, all right, all right. It, it, it drives me insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel My like, skills are an art. I, I don't have that skill. It takes a lot of years to get that art. And I feel right. like those two camps need to get together and have one big weekend in Miami of like education and the sickest party that your guys would ever see from my end and then really yeah. really smash these two worlds together and come up with i know you do your convention stuff we do our yep. convention stuff i want a hybrid i want to take these two worlds and do a mashup you know okay. i mean i love i love concepts like that because at the end of the day it's education and, and lately all my energies are focus on just having teams work with each other no matter what they're doing so um being able to tell the story that you're saying and to the group that doesn't know and vice versa it's right up my alley um and you know i'll be in miami in a couple of weeks love to come hang out and catch up with always so you know let's, let's flesh it out yeah i want to do this for sure yeah. for sure yeah i think it's a good call and then going back to pitbull real quick is he not the coolest guy like i mean <laughs> there's something about this man when when I met him and and that's how I initially met you is through him and it, it, there's there's just whenever I'm around him or I have a conversation with him on the phone or he comes into the club and I see him and I interact with him, you feel a certain way about yourself because the, this guy does not have to be nice to me. This guy does not have to be at, at, all, at all humble. He he yeah. he's one of the biggest superstars of all time. One of the biggest libraries is. ever. Of, of, of music he's got to have as big if not bigger library than the beatles at this stage of the game he's got so many collabs and and, and originals that I, I i can't count how many he's he's had but he's so yeah. humble and he's so genuine yeah. the guy calls me on my birthday hey platt happy <laughs> birthday he's done it the last two years yeah he's literally that guy that's awesome you yeah, know, I, love like, it. I love it well that's what made us become good friends again being people that want to help other people grow and you can see the first time you get to hang with them. It makes you ride and be partners for a long time, you know? And yeah. so, and, and we, and at the end of the day, we all want to leave something special behind. That's why we continuously, if all of our teams want to keep building something, you're, you're, he's the best example of that. He keeps yeah. wanting to build things and educate kids and, you know, and build brands and, and protect the cultures and, and, and have fun more than anything. So, but it's not an act. It's, it's, yeah. Like, he's really that no, guy. It's not an act. You know, being a yeah, DJ yeah. in Miami, I mean, every DJ has these stories of years ago when Pitbull was just starting out, him coming into the booth with a CD and would you play my music? And he his was approach, Armando and, the DJ, and, dude. And, I'm and telling everybody you. says the same thing that his approach was so cool that, that you didn't mind playing his song and giving him feedback. And he would take the feedback if, if you'd say, yeah, the song's good, but, you know, we play more dance music here. Okay, let me go work on something else. And then he'd come back in a couple yeah. weeks and give you something else, you know? And I feel like when that's your foundation, uh, you know, yeah. that, that, that's not that's not going to change no matter how successful you get. because that, that No, I think that's been the brilliance to longevity is being able to keep that original humbleness next to you. Because some people, hey, trust me, I mean, and at someone at his level, and I've been fortunate enough to be around see the amount of media attention that, that comes around that you can easily play with your head a little bit if you go back yeah. to your original roots it reminds you why you're there and what's important and it's not fame or crazy money or things like that it's it's building communities and building building a longevity and a history that people want to talk positively about it's you your know? body and, of work 
You know, at the end of the day, you know, I just celebrated my 25 year anniversary at Tootsie's and thanks, man. And and, and at the end of the day, it's all about that body of work. You know, you you look back and go, holy shit, man, I'm going to be 45 next month. (laughs) You know, I enjoy it. As I get older, I enjoy every single year. I I relax more. I'm wiser. You know what I mean? I, I, I enjoy the time with people more. So no, trust me. I, 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 I think you're going to have an even longer career and it's going to be more fun than when it first started. So I'm, I'm more interested now at this stage of my career about getting other people over. It used to be about me getting attention. My ego was different when I was younger. And now it's yeah. more about like, like even with the podcast, you know, I got these two talented yeah. guys when Bobby's not here with us today, but we got these two talented guys with me and I'm always trying to put them over. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't care about me anymore. I know I'm the weakest link in the room, but I, I contribute in other ways. You know what I mean? They're just yeah, really, no. really talented guys. I think, and, um, and that's what it's about to me at this stage of my career. You know, that's the way it should be. I think. And, and I'm glad that your mind's in that, in that area. Cause I realized a long time ago, I had two choices. It was funny when we were starting DJ City. It either try to go for that glory and be the massive world DJ that I was I was around and I wanted to be just like them, or go the other route and build something with people. And I chose to build something with people instead. And I'm, I'm glad I chose that because as I get older, my favorite thing to do is give people opportunities and jobs. Like yeah. that literally is my favorite thing to do. It's like because yeah. when I was younger, nobody was giving those out, and that really cemented how I want to be remembered. And I was like, I want to be remembered as someone gave other people opportunities because I was having a hard time getting my own. And that really sticks with you when you're a kid. You know? Yeah. So uh, I, I think that, and to be honest, like I got, I had a nicer career ahead of me because I kept giving away opportunities. I didn't have to have my hand in every jar. Mm-hmm. I was perfectly fine giving opportunities away because they always swung back to me like one way or another. Like, thank you for what you did. I want to involve you in my new project and things like that. Um, you know, it was, it was a good, it was a good way to kind of keep living. And I think that you're heading to in the right direction with your team. So, you know, yeah, I I'm feel looking good forward about to hanging it. out again. Yeah, I am too. And I feel, I feel really good about it. Edwin, what's a song every DJ should be playing right now, man? Well, something, uh, something off your, off your website. Oh, what? you know what? Yeah. Good question. Cause I, uh, we just started working on DJ city records and we started to implement a couple of new releases and oh, cool. I just did a, a song with, uh, yeah. yeah, I did a song with, uh, Sack Noel. Um, Sack Noel did the song called Trumpets with uh, Sean Paul. And I remember had, that. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a huge record. So we follow each other. We're friends. We support each other. And recently he did a, an IG story. And I was like, yo, whatever you're playing there, can I can you finish it and send it over? Because all he did was make edits. He's like, oh, I'm just going to finish the song. And it ended up being this one called Tokame. And it was just an instrumental, like a, like a house track with like Latin drums, but with a guitar in the middle, like a Spaniard like guitar. It's, and we put it on DJ City just to test it, and it took off like crazy. Nice. He says, like, every week he gets four to, like, 10,000 Shazams now. It's insane. So we're officially putting it out, like, on all the distributors this week on Thursday. Oh, perfect. Oh, oh. Yeah. I need something new this weekend. So there you go. So it was, it was <laughs> Sac Noel uh, Tokame? Tokame. Tokame. It was a partnership with DJ City Records and, and Barnaton Records. Nice. Right on. Awesome. Well, listen, I know you're busy. You just got to work and, and, and you're in LA, so you're three hours behind us. So you're starting your day as we're getting to in the middle of ours. Um, thanks so much for always being in my corner, bro. And thanks so much for taking the time. 
Um, it's my pleasure. Every DJ, whether it's a strip club DJ or a nightclub DJ, should definitely be on DJ City. That's DJCity.com. Thanks for the support. Uh, always, it. always, man. That's it, I mean, it's 90% of my library is from that website, man. It's <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. It really <laughs> is. I appreciate you all. No, we... Um, well, thank, thank you guys for letting me be on. And, you know, like I said, I'll be there in a couple of weeks. I, I go to Miami every March. Um, so I'll be there for for a week during WMC. I have a panel I got to speak on, but otherwise, I'd love to just catch up, grab a bite, and yeah, yeah man. I'll, and I'll, I'll have all of the information for this potential gathering. Let's call it a gathering of DJs. Yes, you know, kind of like uh, the insane clown posse used <laughs> to do the gathering of the jungle. What was it? The gathering of the juggalos. The yeah. gathering of the juggalos. The we gathering. should have our own version of that because we're you know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bring all DJs together, even karaoke and wedding DJs. Let's get everyone in a room. <laughs> no, I'm being yeah, serious, okay. Josh. Yeah. Let's get everyone it. in the room and it. get the very best. Yeah. There's got to be a best mixing, scratching don't, DJ, a best MC. Don't threaten me with a good time. You don't know, and let's mash these people and put them all in a room and see what happens like yeah. a science experiment. You know yeah. what I mean? So, well, anyway. thank, you, thank you guys for the time. I appreciate you guys. I love Keep you, Phenom. Thank you love so you much, guys, brother. DJ Phenom. Take care, guys. All right, appreciate bro. you guys. Be good. Bye-bye. How about that? Yeah, man, a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, man, he's he's just a tremendous. I didn't realize that the that DJ City's been around as long as it has. Yeah, you know when you when you think about you know that time when they were coming up talking about driving around shopping for vinyl uh-huh. and and the and you know uh, MP3 is just becoming like a brand new form of technology. You know they they were really right on the cusp of that. Yeah. You know, they, they were right there to uh, to make that transition. You know, like I used to make music and stuff. You know, I'd produce beats and shit like that. And when everything started going digital, that's when I started kind of losing interest because it was like learning a whole new thing. And I just, you know, I, I kind of and I, and I would imagine a lot of old school DJs probably went through the same thing. Sure. You know, you're used to the two turntables, yeah, the mixer, man. and now, you know, with Serato and sampling and looping and everything's like, It's you a know, different world today. It's a different world, man. From when we started, D- I mean, think of the coffins of CDs yeah, that we used yeah, to, yeah. at one point, vinyl. I mean, it went from, it went vinyl to, there was at one point, my first gig, we had a cassette player, a dual cassette player in the booth. Yeah. You know, so cassettes to, you know, CDs, and we thought that was never going to change. Like, CDs were never going to go away. And then when Napster came out, and then it was... And then MP3s. <laughs> it was game on, man. And now you could put something the size oh. of a lipstick, th- you know, thing. Yeah. And, and you could fill that with an, uh, enough music to, to do a week's worth of gigs. Thousands of songs, yeah. Unbelievable. I'm not lugging crates around. No, man. it's in your pocket. Yeah. But the thing I hate about it is that everyone thinks they're a DJ. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's uh, everything's a lot more accessible. It used to be the things that made you valuable as a DJ were like your music catalog. Right. Where, you know, now everybody has that Those catalog. imports. Yeah. It used to be when it was CD only, those yeah. imports. I would sit at Uncle Sam's in South Beach and I would pack a lunch and listen. It was, it was my, it was my like all day thing on Monday. I would yeah. literally yeah. do that for hours. I would be there for like six hours yeah. just listening to music. And, and, and now that same task... I can do in like I don't know yeah. forty five minutes in your underwear, and I can get <laughs> and I can go through probably yeah. six months worth of the same amount of music in that time. Yeah, it was, the, the, it you was know a what whole, I mean. Whole different world. Yeah. So, but it's, but the goal as a DJ has always been the same. You know what you what you're trying to accomplish once you're in that booth is the same. Yeah. So so yes, there's a lot more people that are DJing or trying to DJ or whatever. But right. but at the end of the day, you either got it or you don't when it comes to selecting the right music at the right time that's gonna keep the party going 
And it gets harder as time goes on because the music's so disposable today. It is. Yeah, there's you know, so, not a lot of like new classics, like songs no. that you're going to play years from now. It, 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 it's like you said, very uh, disposable. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. So like, especially in hip hop, man, like it's, yeah. it's the things that I would never in a million years play yeah. are the things that the young crowd loves the most. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, things that you think is too slow, they get so hyped to it. Yes. It's like you go, no, but this is too slow. They go, what yes. are you talking about? That's hype. This is so hyped up. Dude, what do you mean? <laughs> we grew up in such a different era that right. hype to us is like beats per minute hype. It's right. like a, there's a scientific formula behind what we're for doing. For them, it might be like that baseline. I don't know what it is that they think it's high energy, but it's not. we're not on the same page. And now, you, you know... A freaking like it's so frustrating and, and and it's like that's the song that's moving my room right now like i wouldn't even put this wouldn't even make my cut yeah dude i i know how it is but you know i i work at a club where i don't play a lot of hip-hop anymore but i'm coming from a club where i did play a lot of it and it wasn't always that way it was you no. know usually like house music and just remixes and upbeat stuff but slowly started incorporating more of the the, the hip-hop shit in there and i didn't get it then either Right. You know, uh, but now I'm at a club that does mostly, uh, you know, we not, not mostly, but we do a good percentage of Latin music like yeah. we've talked about many times. Um, and, and I, and I got to pull something up for you. What are you pulling up? Well, you know, we've talked about it before. Um, some of these uh, Cuban songs that yeah. I'm playing. And there's one that's really hot right now. Okay. That, I mean, I get asked for this song 150 times a night. And I mean, I can only play it you know, once or twice tops. Like I don't, I'm not a guy that likes to repeat songs, Yeah, but man, this song is so hot. Now I don't get it to me. I hear shoes in a dryer. I hear a guy singing like it's a children's <laughs> song, like right, with, right. With, 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 with over-processed auto-tune. But this is the hottest song at my club right now. What's, what's this called? This is called La Diabla by El Chulo. I don't think I've ever played this. It's terrible. <laughs> I even know the words now. Now watch when this beat drops. It's like... And they all sound like this. It's real cookie cutter shit right here. All these Cuban guys, they all sound like this song. Is they all sound just like this. And here comes this like drum roll part. They all have this here. Oh, this is terrible. Now, you come into Playmates on a Friday night, and that song drops. That place goes Those bananas, fucking right? nuts, yes. dude. They're doing the little dance. They're twisting back and forth. They're singing la, 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 la. And I'm scratching my head going, what the fuck is this? It's like that Roddy Rich the Box song. Yeah, I have a a, a good mix of that. It's a mashup with uh with, with low flow rider low. Yeah, that it, won't work. It, 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 it was it was. I'll get I'll get shit thrown at me if I do. Yeah, that. yeah, I hit because I they used to happen to me at Cadillac too. I try to hit them with these remixes uh -uh. that were for the club, and they'd be like, "Why are you playing? I feel like I'm at the gym. I want to hear the fucking yeah. song." So yeah, it's it's a struggle that 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 I think you face as you get older and you get a little bit less uh, relevant with what's going on in trendy music. You know, over the weekend I went club hopping, okay, and, and I was checking out a few different DJs. 
And uh, this one guy was, I'm not going to say where or who, because I'm not being nice about this. Okay. The one guy, was I, I was listening to him, and it was driving me nuts because every other song he was playing mashups. Yeah. Which Those are I, fun sometimes. Sometimes, but not consecutively. Right. Like, I don't want to hear, you know, Journey and Tupac. You know, I yeah. don't want to hear. And it was like that. He was taking really old, like like he did Aerosmith and Meek Mill. Like I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, I mean that's that was popular like years ago. And I, I get I it if, if you throw it in. Like like certain clubs have club owners that won't let you play hip hop. Right. So the DJs have to get super creative <laughs> yeah. to appease that girl. Like Leonard Skinner with Kanye sure. West vocals. Right, over. right, right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get it. Yeah. But to do every other song like that, like he was going for, he, it was like mashup. And then an Ariana Grande song, and then a mashup, and then like a Justin Bieber song. Is that a, a dance club or a strip club? It was a strip club. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was driving me. Yeah, I don't fucking know if the mashups nuts. work as well in a strip club. They don't. You know, so I've seen like the mashups. lounges at the casino and stuff. Sometimes the yeah, DJ yeah, will throw yeah, them yeah, in. Yeah, That's kind of cool. Okay. But yeah, yeah, in the strip club, I don't know if it if it a hundred percent works every time. But I do have you know some that I used to play on occasion. But you know, I feel like the mashup trend has kind of come and gone now. Yeah, yeah. It scares me where the DJ job is heading these days well listen to what uh phenom just said that he's got this new uh thing now where djs are gonna just have a set <laughs> that you can stream the whole I set know. i could stream the dj platypus tootsies oh. miami set why why Who needs dj platypus <laughs> anymore you don't you don't you just you now, now you got the, the dj platypus set in uh you know yeah poughkeepsie yeah you know? yeah yeah i could like stream it live into my club and i can just go eat a sandwich scary <laughs> yeah, that is. It's. Scary, I'm hoping man. we'll be gone by the time all this like catches up because like there's, it's just scary, you yeah. know. It's it's kind of like you know w- w- when Cover Jock first came out and oh, scared the Jesus yeah. out of DJs. Yeah, people were scared. This man. Com- this computer animated voice is going to take the place. <laughs> but it of wasn't. My it was Wild Bill going like you know, hey, come on down, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was scary for yeah, a lot man. of people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah, I don't think anybody lost a job. At the end of the day, it's, you know, it's all about the real thing. And no, I don't think anybody sincerely lost. Maybe a couple day shift DJs in some small markets. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's it, man. And that's how it is when you're in the entertainment business in general. You know, you've got to change with the times. Trends in music change. Trends in technology change. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can't, you got to go with the flow, man. You can't get caught behind. Are you going to? I've know, really noticed it lately. You know, yeah. especially with the hip hop music and the yeah. hip hop culture. Right. Well, that's what strip club culture is now. Right. It's a rap video. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. that's what people think of, you know, when they think of a strip club now. They're not thinking of Motley Crue, girls, girls, girls. No, they're it's making it like, rain and, and wanting to see booties yeah, twerking. Yeah, booties and, and twerking and like, you know, that making it rain. Yeah, that that's I picture a rap video in my mind. So I think just the average everyday person in America, when you talk about strip clubs, that's what they think of in their head. They're not yeah. thinking of what we, what like our old school Michael J. Peter champagne clubs and the guy in tuxedos. But see, a like, cigar and I want to follow the money. So like right. sometimes just catering to one genre or one demo isn't necessarily going to get you the right. maximum. Well, you're alienating everybody else. You're not going to get the point. maximum right. return on revenue. Right. You know, so it's hard, you know, unless you're, specifically categorized as that like if you're just a reggae tone club yeah and you just and that's your consumer base right and they're Which coming there, is there latin strip clubs there are latin you know, strip yeah. clubs yeah not many but there are they're out there in texas and shit There's sure a few of them, yeah you know but like uh you 
Are you pigeonholing yourself to making revenue stream? You know, I guess it all depends on your market, your, the community around you, where the club is, you know, like, because it, it, it could, depending on where it is, if it's like a niche that, you know, that that's going to work, it could be a moneymaker. But yeah, again, you know, you're alienating everybody else. So like, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of a good old fashioned open format strip club. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's just, you know, that's just, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, like, like Phenom said, we'll, we'll see, you know, what's next in the, in the line of fire, you yeah, know? Yeah. We talk about passing the baton, man. We're almost there. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're at that stage of the game where it's, you know, it's time to, 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 to pass it on to the next generation now. Yeah, sort of. I'm not ready to relinquish. See, remember that when title we yet. were getting started, and they were like these old guys that were the DJs that like had the big jobs. They were making the big money, yeah. and like you'd think, like, man, someday I'm going to be that guy. Like, we're that guy now. I know. <laughs> we're the old DJ it's now. It's really hard for me to admit that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you it's, know, like uh, even in my head, I I, 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 my mentality's, but the approach is different. My my prep is different. My everything's different now. Yeah. You know, as far as like. Even the way I have to compete now, I hate it. Yeah. I, I fucking hate competing. I hate the whole <sighs> politics of the, the gig sometimes. Yeah, yeah. really that, drives me fucking bananas. That's the shit that happens in every club, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and when you're young and you're going through it, there's other things distracting you from the inevitable. Right. You know, and then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, fuck, I'm 30. And then you wake up and you're like, fuck, I'm 40. <laughs> yes. And then you're like, shit. I'm almost 50. What do I do now? Pushing 50. But I mean, and that's, and that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. I mean, like, fortunately for guys like me, you, Bobby, you know, Binger, Jimmy, like guys like that, you know, we have other things. Like, look at Rhodes. Rhodes went and did real estate for a minute. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, here's a top guy in the top market. He's been one of the top guys for a very long time. He's well-respected by a lot of DJs. He's well-respected by a lot of club people. And... You know, it, he's like, fuck, what do I do next? Yeah. I'm going to try real estate. I'm going to, at least he's out there trying yeah, some different things. Hey, think, good for you, Tim. You know, yeah. like, and I think that's just good. Advice. I respect that because and, now that I'm getting older, I, I I can relate to it, you know? Right. Trying to figure out what that next chapter is going to be. Yeah. You know, it is scary. It's scary because, you know, you, you, you've done the same thing for so long that, you know, to get thrown into, say, like the corporate world or the office, like, you know, what else can you do? You know, you, well, for me, the dream, my ultimate dream would be just something to, to be able to cross over into a mainstream entertainment job would be the cat's ass for me. Yeah. That would be winning the lotto for me. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, to I be able to say like, sure. not and not now, because I'm still loving this industry. I'm right. still loving what I'm doing. And I'll always love this industry and I'll always love my job. So you'd be I like an, no, an event promoter or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. You know, like what Ed, like, like what Phenom does. You know, that thing where Pitbull opened up this opportunity for him, and now he's basically the program director for Sirius Satellite Radio, and he's five years into a project. Yeah, I would give my left nut for an opportunity. And not like for that. How many times have you been driving to work, listening to that station, and you'd be like, "Oh shit, I'm playing this tonight." Yeah, <laughs> you know they, they. But but you know, and and he's good at it, and 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 if I just. The thing with me personally, I need to use my creativity or I'll, I'll blow my brains out. Yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a crackhead with creativity. Right. Like, like I may not be able, I need to be an idea guy. I need to go, you know what? Let's try this. Let's try this. How about this? How about, th so like having outlets like Expo, PlanetPlatypus.com, being the director of entertainment for a multi, you know, a huge chain, corporate chain. Yeah. You know, those 
intangibles make me like able to function in my 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 mind. Right. If that makes any sense. Yeah, to you. right. You know it I mean? gives you something to focus on outside. So even I could be sixty and technically still be a DJ. I don't want to, but I could be a sixty-year-old DJ. And as long as I had those other outlets where I can use that creativity and execute things that aren't just the mundane, here comes Susie, there she goes, and let's right. hear it for Susie. And, you know, like there are some people where that's it. That's all they got. And then when it's over, yeah, they scramble, you know, and now, now they're like, well, what do I do next? And they end up in like places like you would right outside of high school. You know, right. like you're working at, yeah. a, at a supermarket or you're working at, you know, a, a regular blue collar type job where you're making a little above minimum wage. Whereas in this business, you can you can hit that hot stove and get lucky and ride away for a long time. Or you can be one of those guys that are just waiting for an opportunity to catch a leave in a medium wave to, yeah. to, to get a score. Yeah. You know, it's not like that in the real world. You know, in the real world's a fucking grind. I know. In, in if you don't have a skill set in certain things, you're screwed. Well, in our business, what's our skill set? <laughs> it doesn't that translate applies well into many other into fields, a mainstream, right. you know, situation. Yeah, that's scary shit, yeah. especially when you're getting older. Yeah. you know, it is. Yeah, it's something I think about often. Me too. You know, and, and will will I always be okay? Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll be fine. I you know I, I want you know I'm I'm educated. I I can. Do many things. I could, you know, I don't have to be in this business. I don't have to be a strip club DJ. You know, I can be something else if I had to, you know, and I could make a livable wage. It, it'll never be what, you, you know, know, when you're what younger, I've you never through. think you're you going to get think here. Like that. You never think you're going to get here. Like, I remember having the thought in my 20s and saying, eh, I could probably still do this when I'm 40. It right. seemed like an eternity away. Yeah. Like, you know, there was like, that, that That was like something way in the distant future. And then you get there and you're like, holy shit, still doing this, you know. But are you still loving it? Because that's the key. Right. See, when, when the day I fall, I'm in love. I'm in love with this business. I know. I'm in love with this job. And I'm in love with the ability to connect with a room full of people. It, it thrives me. It makes me get up out of bed every morning. It makes me be creative. Right. It, it, I want to win. I want to win at any fucking cost at this point in my life, <laughs> yeah, Josh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. You could put anything in front of me, and I just want to go through it. And I want to get past it. And I want to go above it and beyond it. It's just how I'm built now. It's how I'm wired. Yeah. I can't help it. Even if I'm the worst freaking DJ in the world, which I don't think I am, but even if I was... I would still be barreling through it, trying to figure out a way to get better and better and better. I, you know, it's just when that stops is the day I'm done. Right. When I when I wake up and go, I'm not in love anymore. That's when I walk away. Yeah. You know, and I've had some challenges in my career, you know, where, you know, things have been thrown at me and I've had, to, you know, politics mostly where I've had to deal with things and, and kind of, you know, really really dig internally deep into who the hell I am and what the hell I want, you know, because right. you get to a certain point, you know, even when I was young in my career, I've got messed with and, and, and screwed over and, and, and this and that. And it was a different time, but you knew like, ah, if I just keep up with this, going to pay off. Someone's going to mess up. You get those prime and shifts, right, man. You're living and sweet. Then, and yeah. Then, boom. It sucks you right in. Yeah. And then once you're there, you're like, well, I got to do everything to keep this and secure this. And then you lock it down. But there's always going to be something. And there's always, and, and, 
And like I said, if you're in love, if you're truly in love with the job, if you're truly, whatever it is you do, it could be knitting. It doesn't have to be. It could be anything. If you're truly in love with it and you're committed to it, it's not work. It's not, you right. know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't. And those political things and those pop shots and, you know, the trolls on the internet trying to knock us down when we first did Planet Platypus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, like it, it doesn't matter. You know, you get to a point in your life where you're like, no, no, fuck it. I've arrived. I'm here and nobody's knocking me off. Nobody. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who you are. Right. You're not knocking me off. I'll knock myself off. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and you have, and it just, it just becomes part of that fuel that, that burns inside of you, you know? And, and, and one day, just, I don't know how this happens, but something, it'll probably happen to us someday. You're just going to fall out of love with it. It's the same way you fell into yeah. love with it because you cannot be 90 years old and, 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 and be the life of the party. Right. You can, <laughs> yeah. but you can't do it at a high level where you're going to, you know. Unless you are Doc Rock. Unless you're Doc Rock. Because that man will never stop partying. He's amazing. Yeah. I don't know how old Doc Rock is. I don't even want to know because I'm not trying to go there with this conversation. Right, but, but he'll never stop. I am amazed with that man. Yeah. And he's a true entertainer. Because he entertains, it's hard to entertain guys like us because we know the shtick. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we know what's behind that curtain. Yeah. And, and like, he does it. Yeah. I've seen him command a room of us, uh, strip club DJs. That's not easy to do. Godspeed, you know? Dr. Rob. Yes. Yeah. We salute you. We doctor. salute you. <laughs> so, we should do a, a quick commercial before, okay. we, before we end the show. What do you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk about Panda. Panda. The Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association, a community of professionals that are there to help you become better at your job. President Dane Hansen and his team is there to help you if you're a club owner, if you're a DJ. Look into pandamembers.org for all the information. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. What else? You got that done. <laughs> that, that wasn't a read. That was all improv. Yeah, that was way. improv. You didn't even look at the screen. <laughs> I, I, was, I was pretty shocked. That was, that was all off the dome, as they we say. We really miss Bobby. It's like, remember oh, it's the bad. week I wasn't here and you guys kept yeah. saying it feels different. It's it feels different. Weird. It's the three of us just have this chemistry that yeah. just we play off each other. And, you yeah. know, it's a little different. I mean, I could talk with you all day. And I could talk with Bobby all day, even if you weren't here. But, you know, it's. Um, so we're just going to switch it all around then. Yeah. So does that mean you're going to do a Spitfire of the Week this week? I could try. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, DJ Platypus is in the building. He's going to do the Spitfire. Uh, uh. Yeah. Turn my headphones up. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Get it, Plat. Uh. PCP in the place to be You know it's me, I see I gotta go pee So it's time to end the show We must go It's all about Expo We started the show talking about Expo Me and my homie Josh, you know him Josh, go! Go! Yeah, I'm gonna keep it going I keep flowing, motherfucker And I'm showing all y'all how we do it on the planet you be like, damn it, and you ain't got Jackson like Janet. But I'ma come through with the one, two, uh. Yeah, you know we're coming, mother. Hit the air horn. <laughs> All yeah, right. that's the remix. Yeah. I'll never be able to rap. The planet is back. That was pretty good. That was one of the better times I've heard I you go off. And the fact that we've got it recorded is I can't rap. Excellent. 
we we were uh, we had dinner this weekend, me and you and Bianco and. Uh, Josh was making. I'm just. I'm talking to our fans right yeah. now. I don't, I'm disregarding that you're even <laughs> yes. in the room. Yes. Um. So we were talking about doing a Spitfire this week, maybe a collab or something. And I bought. I brought up um, that I can't rap, and then Josh started singing Phil Collins. I can't dance. <laughs> yeah, Plaid Plaid can't rap. Plaid can't uh, rap. That'll be the next. One. Whatever he raps, it sounds like crap. <laughs> Plaid can't rap. We were just sitting in this parking lot. Um, smoking um, uh, illegal substance in the state of Florida still. I can't believe it's not even legal yet. You're referring to the pots. Yes, we, yeah. we were smoking weed in a parking lot. Yeah. Like, like you know, like a 45-year-old professional would do. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's how sad we are. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, but, but, but we have fun. Yeah, and we were, we were just kind of spitfire and spitfire. You know, yeah. spitballing spitfires. So, yeah, yeah, I'll have something on deck for next week. I, I, uh, I fell off this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, get it in gear, man. You got a fan base that's yeah, they're, they're these just now. eager to hear the next the next thing. So yeah. Speaking we'll of fan base, I want to end the show with this thought. Okay. So I haven't been on social media in a minute, and last night in the middle of my shift, I just randomly posted a thought like, "Expo is going to be awesome next year." Blah blah blah. You heard it here first. You know, it's going to be our best convention ever and whatnot. So I immediately get an instant message from Don Mega, right? Mega. Yeah, you know our super fan, Mega. And he's like, bro, you should fly to Arizona and we'll drive together to Expo. And I'm like, no, why would I do that? That could be great content. You get that road trip all documented. Oh, my God. Like, I love Don Mega. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But why would I want to fly five hours? Yeah, it doesn't make so sense why you would land in Arizona to drive a couple take hours. take all my bags and everything I mean, off the plane. If you're already on the plane, you're, like, you're already on the I'm plane. I'm already in the air. You're like 20 minutes it's away. It's another state away. Why would not? Yeah, why yeah. would I take the extra 20 minutes by air yeah. versus a two-hour drive well, by car? He probably just thinks it'd be a great time to spend some quality time and I, together. And Don, I would love to spend time with you, Don Mega. I would, but yeah. not, not driving a, through the desert. No, no, not during <laughs> Expo Week. What were you thinking? Nah. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, that now that I saw it, it kind of felt stupid or something stupid. Stupid, like stupid. Yeah, damn it! Come on, Don Mega. Come on, you blew it." <laughs> Anyway, we missed. What did we learn today? Uh, we turned thirty. I today. actually learned a lot about DJ City today. Yeah, uh, Phenom was great. Thirtieth episode, and uh, and and here's to thirty more. Yeah, Return of the Mac next week. Yeah, yeah, we got to hit him with that one. That'd be the uh, the theme song. Return week. of the Mac, and yeah. uh, you know, just a special shout out to Panda. Special shout out to um monroe's special shout out to playmates special shout Absolutely. out to tootsies yes so um make sure you check out all those and don't websites. forget about wait where's my and don't forget about the cadillac lounge new yeah. england's premier Got adult entertainment in venue your general manager brian notriani's over there he'll take great care of you come on over tell him planet platypus sent you it's the best time you're gonna have in the fine city of providence and they have a lot of big features coming up i don't know the dates offhand but uh, you can go to their website the cadillac lounge.com and uh check it out i know they got uh rochelle ryan's going our friend raya sunshine will be there raya sunshine uh, she, she's coming soon and uh they, they got a lot going on just it doesn't they have they, they have dick shappy and brian notriani what more do you need yeah yeah really they, they, that 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 was a chapter of my life that i will never forget never i i love those people i love that club and i uh and i can't wait to go visit them absolutely yeah 
but I but I'm gonna stay right here with the palm trees and love them from afar. <laughs> yeah, you're you're definitely a Floridian. Oh, now. dude, I love it. I yeah. love it here. I'm never leaving. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, unless they uh, kick you out of the booth, right? Yeah, I I probably still just uh, find something else to do. I'd maybe, what would you do? Um, let's say it ends tomorrow. Let's say President Trump uh-huh. says, you know what? No uh, more strip clubs. Oh, all right. So Trump bans the, the, the industry club. dies. Done. Like Trump one, bans it. One swoop, and it's he, just he, it's the only way he can re, get reelected, and yeah. that's it. So oh, okay. So, I like so, the scenario. So as of next year, this is it. So yeah. we have the rest of this year to save yeah, yeah. up because they're shutting the doors. Oh my all, god! Everything must go. And the industry ends. All right. I think. What do we do? You and I should just live like misers for the next year. Like, just, right. Well, that goes without saying. Like, like. So, so as soon as the doors close, where do you go? Where does Josh Fiore, the Spitfire King go? What do you do next? Uh, it's the apocalypse. Shit. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's the apocalypse. I'm going to have to just open up the newspaper and look at the help wanted really? ads and find something to do. I mean, what am I going to do? There's no more strip clubs. So, like, I've built my whole life around this. Not only my skill set, but also all the connections that yeah. I have, yes. all the people that I would pick up the phone yes. and say, hey, I need help. I'm out of work right now. Do you have anything? It's all in the strip club business. So when that's gone... What I'm going to dump with the dust off the old microphone and start spitting hot rhymes again. And maybe I'd be the next, uh, you know, guy that you won't play at your club because his music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would, uh, I think the studio route is the way to go with you, though. Yeah, maybe that's the way to go. You know, maybe know. some kind of a studio technician. Of yeah, some kind. or maybe like I'll just, uh, you know, work, work over here at the Wind Dixie bagging groceries. Oh. Don't and, say uh, <laughs> who knows? Don't you say know, that. you you know this going in. When we when we start doing this, you know that it's not going to last forever, and you're going to ride the train until the wheels fall off, and you're going to have your high points and your low points. But the day will come when it's going to be over for whatever reason, because Trump uh, swung the gavel on it, or because you know your club got raided, or because you know the GM's nephew wants a job, or whatever the whatever the uh, situation is, it's going to come to an end at some point, and you know. And you got to figure it out. But you know, I was always the kind of guy that uh, that 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 this this has been it for me since, yeah. since like twenty years old. You know, so same here. Yeah, I'm joining the circus. Yeah, maybe we can start a circus. Like if we save all our pennies and like put our money together, or I would go into MMA like Jazz Secura. Uh, let's get ready to rumble yeah i can see bobby doing that bobby should be making money off his voice every time he opens his mouth bobby would be in commercial entertainment for life yeah yeah, yeah. he he could read audiobooks and make money he could do comic book characters or cartoon characters or voiceover work yeah i I can see myself doing that kind of stuff maybe i'll get a maybe i'll start a puppet show production there you go now 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 the uh (laughs) The uh, world of voiceover is going to be flooded by extra <laughs> oh my god! Yes, can you imagine competing with the likes of like you know Daryl Roberson? Like, how are you going to get the voiceover over no, that guy? You can't, you know, or Wild Bill, or you know, a, there's yeah. some good voices out there, man. There is, and you know what? Doc Rock will still be fucking rocking that shit. He'll still be. He'll, well, he'll figure out a way. Um, you know, he he's managed to provide a life for himself, being who he is. And As if a, you can get, it's just a pure entertainer, right? Well, just you know, and it's just his personality and so like you know if you could find anything to do whether it's podcasting or music or whatever it is if you're getting paid to just be yourself i mean that's 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 the the dream right yeah Yeah, that's the dream yeah well let's work on that we will we'll work all right 
many more. So happy 30th, Josh. Happy 30th. We miss you, Bobby Mack. We'll we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>